Today on Holy Living Podcast, we are speaking with Tony Jones from the women's wellness platform, Wife Comma. She is a leader who works with women leaders to wife their lives and to make wellness and lifestyle not just an afterthought. Also, she is a, has a very popular affirmation album called Affirmations for the Grown-Ass Woman and Affirmations in Chill. Let's welcome Tony Jones. Hi, Tony. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm so happy that we were able to connect. How have you been? I've been great. I cannot complain. I've been taking everything that's been happening personally and socially as an opportunity to just drop in, you know, to what really matters in life. But I can't complain. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Just like you, taking advantage of this time during COVID to tap into some wellness. And it's great that we're having this conversation today because I think that it's probably an ideal time to talk about how your brand is positioned to help support emerging and established women leaders around the conversation of wellness. What are some of the trends that have you seen that's happened in wellness as it pertains to women or just in general? It's been pretty amazing to see the trends kind of like go mainstream, you know, whether it's meditation, getting into yoga, making affirmations a priority, journaling. A lot of people are taking a lot of Eastern practices, you know, and bring it into their Westernized lifestyle that's so busy. And so I'm seeing a lot of people like through the social media space, through conversation, I'm seeing a lot of women leaders, emerging leaders and entrepreneurs starting to like drop into that or enrolling into that idea and really truth that well-being is what's going to really fuel the sustainability of your work ethic and grind. So I'm seeing a lot of different things that people are adapting, adapting to or trying out to see what works for them. But, you know, the top three, I would definitely say meditation, yoga, being outside, affirmations. Those would probably be the the top that I'm seeing a lot become more popular. Yeah. Have you seen, you know, I was reading an article the other day before I get to have you seen, but I, I was reading an article the other day that talked about certain, the wellness sector has definitely seen an explosion since people are at home and they're kind of forced into seclusion around exercise. Have you seen that influx as well? Yeah, absolutely. I've been seeing you know, a lot of, you know, I've been in this space for about six years. And so I'm really advocating for it really hard, like for five, the past five. And what I'm seeing now, one of the things that the quarantine did was really highlight how much important it is to take care of yourself. So where, you know, some of the top celebrities or whether these, you know, gossip blogs or you know, just mainstream media online, not necessarily on television, just promoting wellness and well-being. And so it's just, I sit back and laugh like, (laughs) you know, because it's like, man, it's so many of us, whether you're a yoga instructor or whether you're someone promoting plant-based dieting or just being more conscious of drinking your water and eating the things that you need. It's like people have been really grinding and hustling to get this message out because it's not a lifestyle message. It's a human message. You have to make your well-being and wellness a priority, you know, because you can't do anything if you're not well. And so I've definitely seen like since the quarantine, since the, the virus, 
that, you know, and since people have been on work, it's like, wait a minute, why am I working so many hours a day? Why is 90% of my day focused on work? This can't be life. So not only am I seeing the messaging change online, but I'm also seeing people do their Insta stories, seeing them play outside, being out, you know, planning in the yard. Like, you know, it's just like all of these things that is going back to just being a human being. So I'm definitely seeing it be become more prevalent in social mirroring and saying like, this is what we're doing now. It's not just popular to grind and work hard. It's like people are waking up, brands are waking up, corporations are waking up to more social impact components to business and to achievement, adding that component, you know, sustaining people's interest in brands and the message and products and so on. And so I love, listen, I can answer this question in so many different ways because I'm so passionate about it. And it's really good to see that validity to the message that so many of us wellness entrepreneurs and leaders have been trying to really promote out into the mainstream world and to the people. So I'm definitely seeing it. Yeah, I was I was just thinking about some of the parts of what you talked about. We've definitely seen that influx within even my organization where we're seeing more people in the sector of e-commerce and especially around wellness rising up. So I think it's an ideal time for particular markets. There's one piece that I, I do want to, I've always wanted to ask you because I know that I did engage your platform years ago. More from, oh, I connected with you personally. I definitely resonated with a lot of the messaging around your platform. What actually inspired you to get into this line of, of work? You know, sometimes we, we don't ask people about how they end up here because you're not, you're not a woman that comes from corporate from the conversations that I've gathered. I don't even know if you came from a stressful job. So was it, what was the trigger that led you to discover that, you know, women need to wake up or women leaders need to wake up to, to wife their lives? So when I started this, well, I was raised to be a wife. Okay. And so as a child, as a teenager, I was, I just love the idea of being a wife. Proverbs 31, that just that womanhood of being able to be multifaceted. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the type of wife I want to be. And, you know, and so the whole, my whole identity was wrapped around that role. And so after an eight-year marriage and getting a divorce, I had a bit of identity crisis. And so I walked into a society that glorified the independent woman. So I was like, well, let me hustle, let me grind. And I went into the fashion industry, which I always loved since I was a child. And I became a stylist out in New York. And I ended up having a career identity crisis because I was like, why does this, this just fulfills a talent and a gift, not necessarily a purpose. So I was trying so hard to fit in this idea of being an independent woman because you hearing it all, you, I was hearing all in the music, all in magazines that this is what men want. This is what society affirms for women to be, to be independent, stand on your own two feet. So I was trying to figure out what does my own womanhood look like? What's my own definition? And through that journey of discovering, I was like, man, I've consumed all of this content from church, from books, from conferences, on how to be a wife to a man, to other things outside of me. What, what would it look like if I wife my own life? You know, my own traumatic experience my own limiting beliefs, my finances, my health, just my desires and my dreams. I'm talking about the whole facet of like me, like what would it look like? And so 
And it's no top to that journey because I'm still every year. It's just every, I won't even say year, but it's every phase of my life. It's like the next level of life in my life. So that's pretty much the brainchild behind it because it came from my story, but it also came from me. I'm getting my degree in psychology and studying nuanced science. And I was like, oh my goodness. You know, we know as a society, we know as a global community, we do not get a handbook on how to be human. Everything else has instructions, but we don't come with instructions. And so when I was studying psychology and neuroscience, it gave me, it really put me on game about like how to operate my own humanity, my own behavior, my own thinking. And I was like, how do I combine the sophisticated research and knowledge around the mind you know, around behavior, around emotional habits. How do I take that information and my own story of, you know, being a wife, being a single woman, like all of those things, combine it, create a business, a brand that's comprehensive for the modern day woman. And so I started Wife Karma, started out as a blog, then it became as a, a business that provided services like coaching and events and online programming. So yeah, that's pretty much the brainchild of starting this wellness brand and me kicking off into this space. Amazing. And I'm glad that you shared that with me because there were so many great points that you made there and there's so and I and I agree just like how you felt in the the first question that you know there's so many ways that you can answer. You touched upon the intersection around like how women are raised to cater to men. And it's so funny because you and I actually have a similar story. I was raised to be what I call a well-kept wife, right? And so I actually defied that constantly with my mother's perception around me of being like highly academic and, and really a strong achiever and very independent. So it was good that you brought that up. And for the women listening, I do want you to know you know what? You can be a woman that has a beautiful relationship with a man as I do. And you don't have to be a male-centered woman. And being male-centered is not... is Being a woman that does things that align with her soul and align with the mission and purpose that God has set before you. And and anything outside of that is an, an enhancement to the dialogue. It's not the focal point, right? A man should not be the focal point of how you drive and live your life. And, and nor your children either, you know, your children and your, your husband are beautiful enhancements that God has given to you to help you formulate that dialogue. And so, Tony, I'm thankful that you brought that up because I think that that's just such an important place. You know, over the time of of knowing you, I've seen you transition and morph into, you know, I've seen you focus on Wife Karma where you're you're doing the events and and, and all of that. And now you've kind of morphed into this place of, of like this affirmation album. And I have to tell you, you know, I saw when you were posting it online and then it was just that one night months later when I put it on and it became like this beacon of light and mm-hmm. empowerment and it, it makes you feel sexy as a woman. So how did Affirmations for the Grown-Ass Woman come about? Was it, was it something that you actually intentionally crafted that way or was it something that you just kind of fell into? It seemed like it was a divine one-two punch because, you know, the space that I was when I started my business and started getting, you know, getting it branded, making sure the messages were all of that good stuff to appeal to people, appeal to my target audience. 
you know, I felt like I was working hard, you know, and, you know, and I always felt so displaced or like I didn't match the society that promoted the message of work hard, you know, do it like you got to sacrifice all of these things because you do get results from that type of work ethic. And it's it's it makes it all worth it. Right. And I was around that type of culture and entrepreneurship. And so I was like, no, this ain't it. They may be making more money than I am, but something does not feel true about that for me. The works for Susie and Barbara and Veronica and, you know, that's cool. But for me, it's just something about it that did not feel true. And I was like, let me step back for a minute, figure out what do I really want to do to not only generate social impact and influence women to make their well-being important and get this message out here, but also make that bread. Like, I want to make that bread. I want to prove to myself that I can do something that's socially valuable to women and make money, you know? And so, you know, without that work hard, you know, all of that. And so I was like, I can, I can do, I can start this. I can start that. This is what so-and-so started when they started. Like, I'm just brainstorming. And I got the idea from meditation. I was in meditation and prayer. And I was like, oh, an affirmation album. Who is doing that? So I Googled it. I didn't find anything. I haven't found anybody who does affirmations up till this year. And I found out there are people that do affirmation albums. And so at the time, I, I couldn't find it. So I was like, I had to just create it. And so I went to L.A. for a month, wrote the whole thing. I used old journals concepts that I learned from programs and just my own personal growth and, you know, stories that I've written down and manifestos I've written down in journals and books. And I just organized them in nine, in nine tracks. I wanted nine tracks because I wanted it to represent, you know, the standard number of months that it takes for a woman to create a human being in her womb. And so I was, I want these nine tracks to be something when a woman pushes play, she is like creating a new life within herself. I wanted her to feel that energy. And I also, it was a pain point as a wellness leader and entrepreneur that services, you know, the well-being of women. It was, the pain point was women having that limited belief of, I don't have time to heal. I don't have time to be well. I don't have time to be mindful. I don't have time to unpack my emotions. So I was like, what can I do to integrate? What can I create? to integrate right into their lifestyle, like something super easy because I, I, I had this belief that life can be easy, but it's, it's such a, a paradigm shift because we've been so programmed and we believe so hard that, you know, this is, life is supposed to be hard. And, and then you get results from it, which makes it that much more valid. So I was like, what can I create that makes life feel like it can be easy, that healing can be easy. It doesn't have to be a three-hour meditation session. And so Affirmation Album came about and I wrote it, came back, applied for a loan to make sure I did it right. Not just, you know, I didn't want to do it half, but like, you know, I I really wanted to do it in excellence and I wanted it to unfold the way I saw it in my head. So that Again, that's the brainchild of Affirmation Album. I'm super proud of it. I feel like I, I found something, I discovered something that feels true to me. 
because that's that's one of my gifts is word articulation, comprehension and communication. Like I'm able to do that. So, yeah, that's how it was. It was curated. Oh, thank you for sharing that. You know, I remember the first time I, I listened to it and I listened to Healing in My Heels. Oh, I love that song. That actually, I, I it was so catchy. And, and it was bad because I was listening to it at four o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I'm, I'm laying there beside my hubby and I'm like, I can't even get up and dance. Let me, let me get out, let me. <laughs> Like, get out of that, get out of here. I went into my office and I started listening to it. And I was like, man, this is like on repeat. But it it definitely does speak to the truth of something that you talked about or mentioned in, in just now around women saying that they don't have enough time. And I think when I started thinking about women that say that they don't have enough time, it really comes down to, are you being productive about the right things in your life? And so I think one of the benefits that happened around COVID, it really was a disruption for many people Mm -hmm. to then come face to face. Where have I actually been channeling my time and my energy? You know, a lot of times people go online and, and even if people that come across my brand, they'll say, well, Janae, how do you do all of this by yourself? I'm like, I don't. There's like 300 and some odd people that are standing behind this movement. This is not just me. When I was building the company, what I was really, and it's one of my gifts, is that the intentionality of managing time and being a good steward over your time and maximizing time. And I think that's the part that women don't do. You know, I had definitely women entrepreneurs looking at my business and seeing, well, how come Janae's able to push out all of this stuff? It's because I wasn't just going to frivolous, you're never going to see me at a frivolous networking event just for the sake of just connecting with people for the sake of connecting. Networking is something that's strategic. It has to be intentional and you have to offer value. Even the people that are in your lives, ladies, uh, for the women that are listening, you have to offer value to your friends, to the people. And if you're not offering value or if those people are not offering value to you, then you know what? You have to repurpose them. And repurposing is much different than just cutting off people as well, right? Because there are there comes a time where you do have to relinquish certain relationships, but there's also repurposing people and what I call like the tiers of friendship, you know, like you have your social friends where you have people that are just like your, hey, I saw you in an event, hi and bye, and then you just kind of keep it moving. Or I should say those are the acquaintances, but your social friends are the people that you'll take the time to kind of like connect with via social media, telephone call, or sit down and have like a coffee or tea or a lunch with, right? And those are people that you kind of engage quarterly or via social media on a weekly to like bi-weekly, monthly basis. And then you have your friends. Those are the people that you can be vulnerable with. You can invite into your home. People that you know that you can trust. They've earned that right to be there. And so why I'm sharing parts of this is that people need to become mindful of where they're spending their times. And then also looking at more like I don't like using life balance because through Holy Living Research Institute, we promote harmony. And so with harmony, it's it's very much about us being focused on looking at where what parts of our life are we really maximizing our potential and then also aligning it with our energetic capacity. And I think that like Tony, just going full circle, bringing this back to some of the things that you talked about is 
that affirmation album fuels the soul. And I think so many women don't take the time out to effectively daily fueling their soul. They're either rushing through a meditation, rushing through an affirmation, rushing and rushing and rushing, and not really stepping back and moving more intentionally, which does makes them feel like they're going slower, but not real, realizing there's an intentionality to God's order. Like God was very intentional with order. And so that's what I felt like your album did for me. And I'm pretty sure women listening that have listened to your album, you know, everybody should check out Tony's album, Affirmations for the Grown-Ass Woman, because it, it very much comes from that place. So I guess, Tony, and with that all being said, like, where are you now? Because I saw that you have something else new called Affirmations and Chill. So was that like uh, like another sub-child to the first one? Or is that just a totally different conversation? So that is more reflective of, you know, what we've been going through this year, this half part of the year. Can you believe that we're in the middle of the year? I can't believe it. I know. <laughs> So it's more reflective of like this first half of the year, the quarantine, the Australian fires, the death of Kobe, you know, the virus, the deaths of loved ones, you know, all of these threats to what has been familiar and what you thought was real. So, you know, I wanted to create because I was like, this is, this is, this is good. Like, this is good content for someone who is a healer and someone who is invested in bringing more love into the world. And so, but I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really strategic on how to do that in a way that reaches the modern world. And so I was like, I did it before I could do it again. So my brother is a producer out in California and he was in town. And so he's a very talented, gifted producer. And so he has that music intelligence thing. And so he made the tracks I wrote it in two hours. The tracks are, are called Who Am I Without Work, Invitation to Maybe, and Catch Me Outside. And I just wanted to, it's more so like a soul smack, you know, to just kind of drop into being mindful of where you're at right now, how you feel, you know, embracing curiosity with boldness, understanding it's real, you know, that you want your freedom and autonomy. There's so much messaging, so much information out in the world. It's so important for you to go within in your own home, in your own space, to explore your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions, your reality, and see what's true and what's not. And so it wasn't a part two to the album, but it was. it's more of a, a what do they call electronic press kit? You know, a lot of our music musicians and artists do EPs. And then they send out EPKs to press kits to different platforms like bloggers, podcasters, media and press. And so this is this was kind of like a, a way to promote the brand, you know, of doing affirmation albums, because that's where that is actually where I'm pivoting into is branding the message through affirmations. You know, the wife your life message is about literally just that it's like getting in a relationship but intimate committed relationship with yourself well-being is the way to do that you know and so affirmation album is a way that I can promote that message more because music is powerful there's so much science behind music and words and 
being able to speak words. So it's just really great to have that science behind it to like debunk people who want to say, oh, that's just a hippie, cute thing for people who want to just be more positive. No, it's science-based. Words and music frequency is all powerful. That's scientifically proven. Dr. Emoto, who did research and studies around this and there's so many more so much more research behind it if you understand how the brain works you understand everything matters so yeah so this is just a way to just you know just give more life to that message getting more out into the world and well how why words are important why your well-being is important I was going to share who am I without work resonated with me because I know when I started focusing in on my wellness journey over the last 5 years that became a powerful message, you know, like, who am I without work? You know, what I do for a living and what people see as a brand, that's not who I am. I'm a woman that is a mother, a wife, and those are titles, but at my soul, I'm a child of God, you know, and I I need to have time to refuel, reconnect, to fall in love with me again and again every day. And so the one part when we're talking about time, I... And the discipline around time, if people were to look at my calendar, I've shared with women that have been in my leadership circle that, you know, I have around a minimum of three and a half hours per day that are just dedicated to me, God, and me time, (laughs) like my time that is untouched. Because if I'm not fueled, how am I going to be effective for my team, you know, especially as as your team grows, the more your capacity grows, the more energetically you have to rest. And so resting, sleeping, getting adequate amounts of sleep, that becomes a vital component. Even though that we know the conversation around sleep, there's still people that ignore the conversation around sleep as well. And sleep and wellness, you know, it's not just about eating well and exercising if you're not sleeping well, because you're really it's not a guarantee for longevity of life, but it's there is proven scientific research. I know in Ariana Huffington's book around sleep, she definitely, yeah. or sleep revolution, she talked about the science around why it's important for the brain to rest and to be, to rest. And it actually puts gives you a much longer lifespan and people that actually cut their sleep time in half actually have uh, don't realize that they're chopping their lifespan significantly so that's something for the listeners to definitely take into consideration sleep is important you show up as a more effective leader you're much more astute and acute as a leader present, um, your ability to be present, you're not scattered. And also looking at how your energetic capacity also lends itself to how you show up in every facet of your life. You know, I share with women, I don't make business decisions when I'm tired, especially around money, because emotionally you can be depleted. And the more in tune that you become with your body, you start realizing like a lot of your mood swings I don't want to say they're preventable because some people do have genetic dispositions that make them more inclined to certain mm-hmm. behavior. But mm-hmm. it's more of when you, I, I noticed for myself, like the more in tune I became with my body, the more I was like, okay, I can't do this at this time of day. So even the way that I structure my day, you know, I start, I'm a 4 a.m. or I wake up at 4 a.m. I start my day, I meditate, I pray, I talk to God, I, I get all of that out of the way, I exercise. And then I show up in my office, I get administrative tasks done out of the way because that's when I have the silence and the stillness to kind of like get all of that administrative execution. So that way when I have to enter into business meetings or have 
business meetings based on money, I still have energetic capacity to do that. So I actually do all of the revenue generating parts of my business in the daytime. And then my afternoon time is usually after lunch. You know, um, my husband's also an entrepreneur. So we actually have lunch together. His, he's okay. upstairs, I'm downstairs. We have this conversation around, you know, like at the end of the day, I'm very focused on investing or like connecting with other people because it's kind of like fueling connecting with other people fuels my energy in a different way at that time of day. So that's where I'm, I'm just kind of giving people a little bit of insight into my my schedule. So that way they understand that like you structure things based upon your energetic capacity. Absolutely. It's not just about... Harmony in your life is not just about just throwing things into a calendar and then just showing up for them, but then you're not really present for them. It's about being intentional. You know, I have Fridays, like our company works Monday to Thursday, nine to five. Fridays, 1 p.m., we're done. Like don't contact anybody globally in our organization. We're not speaking to you. And that's important because, you know, some of us, I like I practice Shabbos um, on Friday and I like to have like my wellness, my Fridays, my afternoon. I got my nails done, my hair did, my massage, my (laughs) acupuncture, my stone. And so like I'm fresh for like when coming into Shabbat and then, you know, we're like while dinner's being prepared for Shabbat, we, we kind of have family time. And so that's really important that ladies, you start looking at how you structure your life. So that way, when you integrate wellness, your life should be formulated based upon the foundations of God and wellness, not on where you need to be or where you think you need to be for business because you're always going to be operating in a deficit or operating in scarcity. Mm-hmm. So Tony, I'm just like really thankful you came on today to to yeah. enhance this beautiful conversation. And I guess just like before we digress, you know, I just wanted to ask you where do you think the movement of wellness is going? You know, we've seen it go from being something that was more of like like a luxury, but now it's become a necessity and and it's becoming more of a way of life. Do you see that becoming more expansive as humans evolve? Yeah, I think that technology is going to really explore the the wellness space. And I think that where, where it's headed is how does technology, you know, support this space and well-being. And I also believe that people are going to become that much more aware. And so mental health, like I can see therapists, I can see counselors and coaches, their businesses becoming, you know, more lucrative and valuable because mental health has been a part of the conversation, at least for the past couple of years, you know, despite it's being trendy, like it's a style, but it's it's like unnecessary. It's so necessary. It should have been in the conversation. So it's long overdue. I also think spirituality is going to become more or less of an esoteric way of living and more of not a requirement, but it's going to be, it's going to, is people are going to start to realize how spirituality is not an esoteric lifestyle. It's not, you don't have a choice. It's like, it's part of who you are. Yeah, it's an essential, it's like an essential service to to who you are to be connected to source. Yeah, for sure. So I, I see that those are going to be a variety of ways that where we're going to be moving towards, you know, health and well-being, technology, mental health, and spirituality is going to be something that's going to really catapult wellness to for the people. 
So. Well, this has definitely been an exciting conversation. And Tony, we thank you so much for coming on Holy Living Podcast to share insights with the women. Is there anything, any parting words that you want to share with the ladies before we end the conversation? I would definitely just say, no matter the information that is being popularized out here, there's there's something about prayer, meditating, and going within and getting quiet so you can hear a truer message. You know, even if the message out here aligns with, you know, something that you believe in, be open to being objective, to being not so right about everything. Take care of yourself, your joy, your self-care matters. And lastly, you know, if people want to get closer to, to the message, they can subscribe to wifecomma.com. They just go on the website and subscribe. So I'll leave with that. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Tony. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> 